listening to the Food Fumble Hotline, where we answer all your food and cooking-related questions. I'm Em. And I'm Jamie. And we can't wait to talk to you about today's episode. But before we jump into the hotline, Em, what is something that you've cooked in the past two weeks that you enjoyed very much? Oh, man. I made a lot of things um, these past two weeks since our last recording. But my favorite has to be some mushroom and spinach ramen that I made. So it's a dry fry versus um, any kind of like soup based ramen. And it was super good. Topped it with a bunch of sesame seeds and devoured that thing like there was no tomorrow. Dude, that's like four of my favorite foods all (laughs) in one dish. I'll make it for you sometime. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Uh, let's see. Last Friday was one of my roommate's birthdays. And now I'm doing this thing where anytime it's my roommate's birthday, I cook them birthday dinner. Uh, we had a bag of frozen shrimp that was on sale at Costco, not Costco, not Winko, Safeway. <laughs> Ayo. Um, so I bought that back in November and I made some tempura shrimp back then. But this time I made shrimp rolls, which are like spring rolls, but instead of having like a mix of different fillings, it is just shrimp. Ooh. We rolled up 50 of them and we fried up 24 for between the four of us. And it was a tasty time healthy nah (laughs) it's a birthday it's a birthday i made them veggies as well you know but also it's a birthday i don't know where i'm going with this let's talk about um cooking questions what's on the list um yeah so um on the hotline tonight we've got the question of what are some kitchen essentials that i should have and this wasn't really a direct question in that way of wording but i've been getting a lot of questions about items and kitchen uh, utensils and tools, I once got told that apparently someone has only been using their microwave to cook and like one pot for the last three years since they got out of freshman year dorm living. And yeah, I'm just as surprised. Uh, Hey there, buddy, if you're listening, sorry to call you out like that, but that's a problem. So I'm impressed. I I am very impressed. But they, but they said in you know, before you get too impressed, they did eat out a lot, like a lot of takeout. So anything else was either microwaved, reheated in the oven, or simply boiled in a pot. Yeah, I just thought, wow. That, along with some other questions that I got, we should be briefing what are some kitchen essentials. So what's what's your first recommendations, Jamie? Yeah, we've kind of touched base on quite a few of these items over the past five episodes. Dang, it's episode six. It is episode (laughs) six. What, should we be like Gamescast and be like, hello, listener, today is January 25th. Oh, God. This is an attack on Gamescast. This is not. We are not starting tea. This is just some some playful admiration. Okay. Because you edit that, too. Yeah, I I do on, on on occasion. Anyways... Um, yeah, January 25th, episode 6, wowza. Anyway. <laughs> but I digress. Jamie just rolled their eyes, just by the way. Did I? <laughs> you just did. Okay, fine. I did. Anyways, some things you should have. Knives. Yes, we've mentioned this in my last episode's not sponsored, gushing about the knife block. Yeah, a good rule of thumb, a, a chef's knife of some sort or a santoku knife that's really good for cutting different kinds of meat and proteins as well as veggies. You just want like a big sharp knife. A good serrated knife is 
is, is helpful for, for breads and whatnot. And then a smaller paring knife or a fruit knife is good for just any kind of small detail work or deboning. You need one big knife, one medium-sized knife, and a small knife. And the That's... optional serrated knife. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some butter knives. That's it. Yes. For your knives. At the very minimum, please, we recommend that you get some more to have a more wide variety so you can cook with more ease and prep. But at the minimum. Uh, with our limited college budgets. Okay. So, cutting board. That was literally, I think, in our first episode. Yeah. That yeah. was our hack, our first hack at the Fortnite. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the name. Yeah. Not, not the cutting boards. And... Uh, what else? A good strainer and colander. If not a colander, at the very least, some kind of hand strainer that doubles as a sifter. So useful. Just washing your veggies, washing your fruits, rinsing out grains. They have a lot of usage. Have, yeah. It'd it, be kind of silly for you not to have one. Sorry. They're really cheap at the dollar store. I'm just saying there's no excuses. It's, yeah, you have lots of options. Uh, Measuring tools. Obviously, you want the cup, you the want spoons. the spoons. And Jamie mentioned a couple episodes ago about having a scale, if you can get one. Yeah, they're, they can be pretty inexpensive now if you know where to look. On top of that, if you're able to, having both a dry and wet uh, measuring cups is important because those are different. And they're good to have, but if you just want one, go with dry uh, wet is a little finicky. Like any kind of like the, the standard Pyrex measuring cups are generally more for liquid uh, and they're good to have. But if you can only get one set, get the dry measuring cups. Yep. On In top, addition, pots and pans. At least one pan, at least one pot. Medium sized. Medium sized. So. It, I mean, you can cook anything in those for the most part, you know, might take a little longer, might take a shorter time, but having just the medium size guarantees that you never really encounter anything you can't cook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you can, we as Asians, we have to recommend a walk. Sorry, walk is king for uh, getting that extra walk. Hey, it's a kind of that roasty toasty, I would Smoky. say. Yeah, kind of extra layer of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, um, what else? Oh, what man. Um, Spatulas, oh. cooking spoons, mm -hmm. tongs. For some reason, I, I put in our notes, uh, we have you like a dog. claw grabby thing. <laughs> and I was looking at that and I'm like, um, <laughs> tongs. I was just, I was even using them earlier in the day and I was like, what? What is that? And I was, I was even sitting there just like doing crab hands because I was like, I know what this is. I use it almost every day. And then, obviously, Jamie put in the notes, tongs. Yeah. So, I wanted to, I wanted to add a little spicy comment in there for you, but I didn't. You should have. Quick note about the tongs. If you happen to have non-stick cookware, make sure that your tongs are, um, are silicone tipped. That way they're not going to scratch up your pot, your pots, your pots and pans. Um, and that way you won't get like Teflon in, into your food. Yeah. Really, is... really important. And also they're just easier, I think, on all kinds of materials um, and whatever food you're grabbing. Plus they come in different colors, which is so much fun. Yes. And for us, if you're able to, wooden chopsticks... Godsend. Yeah. Godsend. Oh, especially the longer ones so you so don't burn God. yourself. They are a little funky to use at first. However, with practice, 
such a great addition to your kitchen. It's going to up your, your cooking game so much. Yes. Fewer burns, fewer splatters on yourself. More control. We could go on. But we won't. That's for a different section. And uh-huh. on this list, <laughs> I am upset that this is here. But you know it's important. What is it, Jamie? <laughs> small plates. I've, I've said my share on small plates. We recommend, if you haven't heard Jamie's explosive recommendation of small plates, to go back to... Episode 4. And, yep, it's it's a lot, so we'll save that. Yeah. Lastly, if you're able to, a whisk is nice. We'll go into it more later on. But for now, let's talk about food and huge and the impact of COVID. Yeah, so how's it been, Jamie, Eugene, and COVID? So, as of today, which is January... You said it earlier, 25th. Yeah. I was getting there. Sorry, I was on. getting there. Give me some time, you know? I'm starting to get sick and tired of being cut off all the time by the people in my life. <laughs> so, this is it. This is me saying that in the past week, there have been 106 new positive cases for off-campus students, 68 cases for on-campus students, and one employee. Uh, In the past 14 days, that is 165 for off-campus students, 148 for on-campus students, and two employees. If you're talking about the overall Eugene and Lane Lane County, um, Lane County's risk level through January 28th is still at extreme. So we won't say we told you so, but we told you so. Yeah. So take caution when you're going outside, wear your mask. Uh, Try to avoid any kind of outdoor dining. Try to do takeout whenever you can. Just because you can doesn't doesn't mean you should. should. There we go. Especially Um, in this cold winter. I mean, you're susceptible to even a cold. And again, those, some, some of those symptoms line up with COVID. You don't want to give yourself a scare. So just to tread on the safe side. And for a lot of students, just being sick during a stressful school term, especially an online term, just sucks. Yeah. Why would you give yourself more misery when you could just take your food home and enjoy it in the warm toastiness of your apartment or house? There you go. Speaking of uh, getting takeout, though, Em has a recommendation because she actually goes out to get food and whatnot. Okay, in my defense, I get it all takeout. I never do outdoor dining. No, I'm not trying to call you out. (laughs) Literally, just like... You have a car. You can go vroom vroom and then get food. I love that you said I go vroom vroom because I do. Um, okay. So for this week, I just like to highlight this small business. They're a coffee roaster and they do um, specialty coffee. They traditionally usually have a tasting room, but because of the ongoing situation of the world, they are doing everything takeout. And if you couldn't guess, this is a pretty well-known coffee place, Equino. I should have looked up how to look this. Equiano? Equiano? Equino? I um, I really should have done my homework. But anyway, it's... We're going to call it Equino. Okay. We're sorry in advance. And to anyone who actually knows and is frustrated, we're just going to keep calling this the coffee place for lack... For not wanting to keep butchering it. So, they're a black-owned specialty coffee roaster and tasting room. Like I said, they've been voted by Eugene Weekly last year as the best coffee in Eugene, which is pretty cool. Um, I tried some of their coffee for the first time this past weekend. They did a collaboration, um, 
actually not a collaboration. They contributed to a pop-up benefit for Lunch People, um, a community food resource group, um, and they gave some coffee, specifically their Colombian Finca San Maria, which was served as a pour over. And when I was eat, when I was drinking it, I don't know why I was gonna eat coffee. <laughs> um, when I was drinking it, oh my god, the flavors were super incredible, super fragrant, and the blend was amazing. I just, I just remember I took one sip and I stopped and I thought to myself, wow, that was an incredible sip of coffee. And it took me everything not to just chug that 12 ounce takeout cup because it was just so good. I wanted to savor it. So if you ever get a chance, they are open Friday to Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And for most updated info, you can find them on Instagram at E-Q-U-I-A-N-O coffee, which we'll put in the description. Just as as somebody who can't have caffeine, do they have any caffeine-free options for those of us who get too jittery? I don't think so. But okay. actually, no, no, they do have decaf. They do have decaf. But I don't know how much availability there is. I just know they do have it. I think. I'm pretty sure. Again, check their Instagram for you listeners out there for more details if you're looking for them. Because their website is not updated. But that's it for a small business recommendation for this week. Yeah, and now it's time for my favorite segment, Hack of the Fortnite, baby. I guess we gotta keep it cool with the kiddos. It's not even, is Fortnite even relevant anymore? It is so relevant. I think they're going into season seven. I hate that I know that. (laughs) Okay, like the only reason why I know that Fortnite started becoming a little more relevant is because Epic Games is getting into all of the big tea with all the mobile app companies because of it being taken off of pretty much all the app stores because of some ad revenue sharing uh, policies yeah. that those app stores have. Gamescast has already talked about it, so we're not going to get into it. You can it. catch up on all of that news after you finish listening to this episode. Hell yeah. Oh god. Okay, anyways, hack of the Fortnite. This time we're going to go into some food safety 101, specifically handling raw meat and raw foods. It's... The, the most important thing to remember when it comes to raw meat is to avoid cross-contamination. And you've probably heard this everywhere in any kind of food or cooking-related media. Cross-contamination is a big no-no. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it means when you are mixing your raw foods with your already cooked or prepared foods. That could mean like holding raw meat in a plate and then cooking your meat and then putting said meat back onto that raw meat plate. That is an example of cross-contamination. Basically, it's anywhere where your cooked food that you're about to eat is going to have contact with anything that has touched raw food and could contain harmful bacteria that makes you sick. Yes. So, for this... What am I even saying? Okay, anyway, so for the most basic of sorts, as kind of Jamie pointed out in their example... If you're going to have raw meat or any kind of raw foods, keep them in their designated equipment or dish or whatnot separated from when you're going to have it post-cooking. So whether that's the colander, the cutting board, your bowls, your plates, your knives, whatever touches the raw meat should not in any way get into the path when it's done cooking. 
as the first and foremost basics. Yeah. Nor should it touch anything that has already been cooked, like any veggies, anything you're going to do for salad. If you're going to chop up veggies for a salad, if you're going to chop up veggies for a stir fry, if you're going to do it for a stir fry, I like to think like veggies first on a cutting board and then raw meat. Um, but for salads and stuff, use a different cutting board or wash your cutting board super duper well before you get onto any kind of veggies. Um, yeah, and even before you take any of that out, you should make sure your counters are wiped down. Um, you can spray it with some counter cleaner, you have some bleach wipes, or even just a, a towel that you've wet and then just wipe down. Just as simple as that. Making sure your countertop is clean and that whatever tools you're using are clean. When it comes to cleaning up after you've prepared any kind of raw meat, a good rule of thumb just to keep everything, avoiding any kind of cross-contamination even during cleaning, is to clean everything that hasn't been touched by raw meat first, and then dialing up on that dish soap if you're washing dishes by hand, and going in on all of the things that have touched raw meat. So your cutting boards, your knives, your colanders, if you are defrosting any kind of meat, or if you're rinsing out your chicken, um, all of those things should be washed last with extra hot water, with extra soapy sponges and scrubs, brushes. Um, yeah, well, if it comes to a dishwasher, you could just leave it. You could, you could, you know, s s most sinks will have two sides. So if you've had something get already get touched, you can just all, you can designate one side of the sink to just having all of those dishes there. So then when you're done with one, um, with one task, whatever that may be, you can then either take the time to just wash it within that part of the sink, or you can just kind of leave it there and just keep adding things to it so then at the end you can just wash it all at once if that's your scenario and setup in the kitchen but again you can just do a little bit of cleaning here and there like most things that touch vegetables it's a light you know soaping so if you take our pro tip of you should always prep the vegetable side of things first um, you can just do an easy mostly breezy cleanup as you work one thing I like to do is I normally marinate a lot of my proteins and a lot of my raw meat before I fry it. So I'll usually have like a big Pyrex or a big like stainless steel bowl that I put everything in. And once I've started frying things, I kind of put that on the side actually next to the sink. And anything I've used that has touched the raw meat, the knives, any other bowls, any other tools, colanders, all go into that bowl with the cutting board next to it. Because the cutting board is generally bigger than the bowl. You don't want to really stack anything on top of a cutting board because then that's like more surfaces that are being exposed to the raw meat side of things but overall just kind of keeping everything compact and separated from other dishes that you've used in meal prep is super important it just makes things easier it streamlines the process it helps you keep stay organized and make sure that you are keeping things clean and you're avoiding that cross-contamination yes so overall you know in addition to just all of this you've got some cleaning tips. So from raw meat handling to some extra cleaning tips because we love cleaning. Remember we did that sink rant like a few episodes ago? Episode two, baby. <laughs> yes. Um. So we hope that, you know, you enjoy your cooking and that this leaves you with some... Some tips to approach cooking meat because we know that this is a really intimidating part of cooking when it comes to different kinds of meats. I know for me, the thing that makes me the most nervous is that cross-contamination part so just like keeping these tips in mind for me is like very reassuring that okay I, if I as long as I do these things 
cooking meat, at least the cooking part, is the only thing I have to worry about. The cleaning part, I already know what to do. That was great. I feel like, you know, I, I like reminders too. As we get to our next section, my favorite, I just have to say this episode has been really fun to record. And again, if you don't keep up with us, you should subscribe to the Emerald uh, SoundCloud account to keep up with all the other podcasts. But my favorite segment, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, hashtag not sponsored. I don't know if I've ever done that noise You before. do that every episode now. <laughs> That's not intentional. I swear it's not intentional. Not intentional. Okay, but you want to kick it off, Jamie, or do you want me to? Oh, I just did a lot of talking. Why didn't you get into okay. it? Okay. I am so excited for my product to actually have it next to me. <laughs> Jamie's laughing because we were standing in my kitchen and I was like, oh, I should... Jamie actually reminded me. They they asked, they were like, oh, your product, this is something that you put on the, the notes, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because uh, I tend to forget things. So I decided to bring it with me today. So... As you kind of remember last time we talked about healthy cooking and how I was getting really into my health kick. Uh, well, this time around, I've upped it up one level in my fitness game and I got protein powder. So today for my hashtag not sponsored product, I have the Premier Protein 100% Whey Protein Powder in the coffee flavor. So it's got 30 grams of protein. It's only 150 calories. It's only got one gram of sugar. You can get it and not worry about any time of day that you get that you consume it because it's got no caffeine. Ta-da! So what I've been doing is just mixing it with some almond milk, and most lately I've been adding banana, almond milk, peanut butter, and this powder, and I get a really great shake. Uh, it's pretty inexpensive. You can find this at where where I got it was at Target, but you can order it online. You can get it in larger sizes, I believe. And again, Premier Protein. 100% whey protein powder. Really good. They also have this in individually packed, um, but those are caffeinated, so I would warn you, listener, about getting those. But just know, if you don't want a caffeinated option, you can get it in powder in a larger bin. And honestly, I'm like over halfway done with this, and I think I got it like a week and a half ago, just because I didn't realize inside comes with a scoop. This is the first ever protein powder I ever got. So I was really happy to get a flavor that I really liked because I was like, oh, I don't know if I want vanilla or strawberry. But I didn't actually find a scoop until like a few days into drinking it. And I'd been putting in like, this might sound like a lot. I've been putting in like a half a cup into like my shakes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a lot. I think that's why I've, I've like gained weight um, because I've just been over consuming. Well, I don't know if you can over consume. I, I think for the diet that I'm doing right now and all the things I'm keeping in for myself nutrition wise that it's just a lot of protein. Uh, so beefy, my dude. I know. Well, I'm trying to be thin. I'm trying to be a skinny legend. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> Jamie's looking at me incredulously. <laughs> um, anyway, with that, I really hope you'll try out Premier Protein uh, coffee flavored whey powder. It's great in my opinion. Um, and mix it up with some almond milk. I have yet to try the other nut milks, but almond is a winner for sure. So, wait, can you throw that bad boy over here for a second? I will not throw it. I'll pass it to you because it's a big old chunky boy. Okay. One thing to keep in mind is that since it is a whey protein powder, and with this specifically. That means that it contains milk products, so if you are lactose intolerant or you can't have dairy for any kind of reason, 
this is probably not for you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for including that because I totally would have forgotten. Um, yeah. So I was consuming a lot of protein. Don't be like me. Just know there is a scoop. Maybe this is for other protein powders too, but I was dumb and I didn't know. And then I found the scoop and I was like, wow, that's like a fraction of half a cup. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you're just getting, getting those gains. Well, I have too many gains, I guess. <laughs> In any case, Jamie, what have you got for us today? What do I have? Well, I did mention a little something, something during our hot, our main segment, uh, and that is whisks. And I am very passionate about whisks, unlike M, who is quite anti-whisk. Or you were for a while. I don't know if you still are. I mean, okay, I found myself more and more in situations where a whisk would be nice, but chopsticks reign supreme in my kitchen for now, until I get a nice whisk. I'm gonna buy you, okay. No! (laughs) No, 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 no. They're on sale right now, so it's fine. But are you going to give a sales pitch for that for those stores too? <laughs> no, who do you think I am? A business major? I'm sorry we to any you business, business major. You keep our economy going. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but my hashtag not sponsored product of the week is actually two different products. The oh first one is the OXO Good Grips 10 inch balloon whisk. So bougie. Don't at me like this, okay? <laughs> Literal, okay, listener, I need to preface this with, for the past five-ish years, uh, leading up to me, like, being out of the dorms, moving into an apartment for the first time, my parents have been slowly stockpiling on different kitchen equipment for me, be it pots and pans, wooden chopsticks, kitchen kitchen supplies. So back when they had a sale, like, three years ago, my mom bought the OXO Kitchen Essentials kit, and it came with the OXO Balloon Whisk. And you might have heard of this before, because a bunch of cooking professionals recommend it. America's Test Kitchen recommends this whisk as well, and it is for good reason. It is sturdy, the the handle is small enough, but it's a long enough whisk that you can stand it in any bowl. It whips things up super quickly because it has a lot of the metal wires. And at the same time, it's easy to clean, it's easy to use, it's comfortable in the hands. It's a little on the expensive side, but if you get kits of kitchen essentials, it's pretty cheap. And those things generally go on sale at Macy's Home and Furniture, so that's something to keep in mind. The only downside to this is that it's a stainless steel whisk, uh, meaning that the the wires are all stainless steel, which means if you have any kind of nonstick cookware, cannot or you should not be using it with that. Which is why, for my second product, I recommend a sturdy silicone whisk. Now, I found out recently that OXO also makes a silicone whisk, so I told my mom, uh, because she is lacking in good whisks. and I'll let you know how that turns out. The student but... became the master. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. But literally any sort of whisk that goes on clearance at Target, at Macy's, at... Big box stores. Big box department stores, you're gonna be okay. I personally have a Martha Stewart Essentials silicone whisk. It's a light purple. It's very cute. I enjoy it. 
very much. I don't think you've seen it before. No, I, I, I bought have, it with you. I have the same I, set. Yeah, because totally we, we bought it together. Remember, we were at Macy's Home and Furniture, and then I was like, let's go look at kitchen supplies. Look, everything's on clearance. Let's buy stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's I, it's probably in my drawer. Yeah, it's probably it, rolled to the back of my drawer. I remember that because, yeah, last year I was I wanted to get stuff in the house, and then you were like, oh, I want to up my baking game in the apartment. And wow. wow. It's, it's yeah, yeah, that's where I have my tongs. I yeah. can't remember the word this time. Yeah, I think it's probably rolled to the back of my drawer. <laughs> and I just I just never reach for it. I never think to. Because I always grab a spatula, I grab a spoon, I grab chopsticks, and that's what I use. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. But, yeah. Macy's Home and Furniture, Martha Stewart, problematic person in quite a few ways. But a lot of her stuff goes on clearance, which means that you can get a silicone whisk for, like, four bucks. It's quite good. It's quite it, good. It's good. It lasts a long time. It's it's pretty sturdy and it's silicone, so you can use it when you're cooking. If you're making a roux for any kind of cream-based sauces, that means you can whisk things up really quickly. And Emma's laughing at me, and I don't appreciate it because she knows I make kick-ass mac and cheese, and the whole reason for that is my silicone whisk. I feel like we're gonna need to have an episode on the basic kitchen, or not kitchen, but basic cooking techniques that will elevate you're cooking because i don't know how many people know what a roux is which we'll get to in another it's a basic uh flour and flour equal parts flour and butter cooked until the flour is cooked through and then it's good for just a good base for sauces so you can mix things up and it won't get all weird and oily and greasy and separated but i digress once again oxo good grips stainless steel whisk i'll check in with you on the next episode about that silicone whisk but Otherwise, a Martha Stewart Essentials or any kind of big box store generic brand silicone whisk that is sturdy will work out. Did you hear how well Jamie had that definition of what a roux was spoken? Incredible. We're definitely going to have to do an episode on something like that. Anyway, to our last segment, which is similarly to our food and huge, just some more food resources. Because again, we love making sure that Y'all listeners out there in the Eugene area, Springfield, can get your hands on some food resources because right now, especially right now, it's super challenging to get food for some and if we can ever be of service, we will be. And I've got a lot for you today. I've been doing a lot of research because it was actually connected to Lunch People. I'm writing a story to be uh, printed out soon. Um... But I will first start off with community provided resources. So one of those is called Community Fridges in Eugene. So at Eugene Community Fridge. Again, a lot of these are on social media. Uh, Their websites are a bit slower to update, which is why I'm going to be using their handles in the descriptions. But is that Twitter or Instagram, though? Oh, Instagram. Instagram. So most of these, if I don't otherwise say, they'll be on Instagram. So at Eugene Community Fridge, these so this particular group was inspired by the LA Community Fridges, where uh, right now in Eugene they've got two fridges, and they're right now in search of a third. If you are some for some reason wanting to donate your fridge or get rid of it, replace it, whatnot. So these fridges, these two fridges, one is located on Fourth and Washington, and the other is on Eighth, Eighteenth and Alder. They're accessible from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and they are looking for volunteers. Just, you know, if you are wanting to help out in any way. So basically you can go and get some resources, some food, and no questions asked. And, you know, if you can, hopefully 
also contribute. They have a lot of COVID protocols in place, like making sure there's no eating, drinking, loitering, smoking, all of that, and lots of hand sanitizer available at the station um, to when you arrive at the fridges. So that's also something to look out for. Again, that's at Eugene Community Fridge. So another, they are called Waste to Taste Eugene at Waste number two. You taste waste at Waste number two taste underscore huge. EUG. So this organization is aligned with Burrito Brigade. They're free food available 24-7 in these little, they look like the tiny libraries, but it's basically a little free pantry. So they're located around Eugene, Springfield, and Junction City, and they're also looking for volunteers. Um, but because they're partnered with Burrito Brigade, uh, you probably already know them. They make burritos and whatnot. Uh, you can get a burrito every Saturday and Sunday and check out burritobrigade.org for free burritos if you are in need. They just hand out burritos, no questions asked. Again, they are also looking for volunteers. Um, and finally, I'll make this one quick. CORE, Community Outreach Through Radical Empowerment at CORE period Eugene. So they will be having a street feed on February 5th it's a Friday, for people ages 16 to 24 at Spectrum, which is 150 West Broadway. And this is specifically for uh, homeless young adults or people in extreme need. So, you know, have that on your radar. Uh, they will also be giving out um, survival supplies and other essentials if you need it. So that is also out there. Um, they'll be serving pork sandwiches, pulled pork sandwiches, potato salad, and chocolate pudding. Finally, uh, if you are also looking for any other food security resources as a UO student, the Dean of Students is always providing food security resources at dos.uoregon.edu forward slash food. Uh, as always, we'll have these resources and these links and uh, handles all in the episode description. It's going to be a beefy one this week. Yeah, we want to make sure that you're getting fed. We love food. And we want you to make sure that you feed yourself too. Yeah. And with that, we have reached the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I hope you all have gained a little something or enjoyed your time in this uh, 30 to 30-ish minutes of time. Uh, I've been Jamie. And I'm Emjan. You can find us at, on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at J-D-I-E-P in the number two. I'm at Catch Up to Emily on Twitter, and you can find me on Instagram at S I K F A N M E I period A H. Yeah. If you have any questions, we have a Google form linked in the episode description, or you can email us directly at foodfumblehotline at gmail.com. We also have the forms linked in our Twitters. So just come with a, come at us with questions. We're more than happy to answer them and to help you out. Yes. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay fed, have a good week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>